You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Beit Shemesh Israel, 5782-2022. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kisisa. At the beginning of our Parsha, Hashem gives the command to Moshe Rabbeinu to collect Chatzishkolim, half shekel coins, from each of the Jewish people, or representing each of the Jewish people, and count the Jewish people in this way, in a way which is not a direct count, Jewish people are not to be counted directly, but rather it's being done in an indirect way. But still, Hashem would like to know the amount of Jews that there are, or He would like to count them out, which represents His great love for the Jewish people. I'd like to share with you a medrash, which is actually uh, mentioned, not brought in full. We'll see the full medrash. It's mentioned at the beginning of the Medrash in our parsha. It says like this, This is how Rav Tanchuma Bar Abba began in speaking about our parsha. The, the, um, I'm not going to translate that because I don't know exactly what it means. But I will share with you the Medrash. It, it doesn't bring the whole Medrash. It just says, etc. So we're going to read the etc. inside which is in the Medrash and Shir Hashirim. And it's a, it's a Pasuk in Song of Songs by Shalom HaMelech, King Solomon. It's chapter 7, verse 3. It refers to the Shorerech, it refers to the Sanhedrin, it refers to those who guide the Jewish people, it refers to the balance that is brought to the Jewish people through the leadership of those who understand the Torah, which we've spoken about in previous weeks. We've spoken about the importance of Torah and how it guides us in our lives. And it gives us that balance and it gives us that direction. Now, the second half of the Pasuk, it says, And that's the main part which refers back, as we'll see, to our Parsha, to the counting of the Jewish people. Literally means, we need to understand that the Song of Songs is an allegory between a man and a woman, and it's a description of the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of God, who, as it were, is the male in the relationship, the giver, and we are the female in the relationship, the receiver, and the one who develops through the Torah, through our Kabbalists, all mitzvahs, accepting upon ourselves to fulfill the commandments, etc. We receive that. So we are described, the Jewish people is described, Bitnech Arei Maschitim. This is... When, when I saw this Medrash, I was like, wow, this is one of the most beautiful Medrashim that I've ever seen. It refers to the to the stomach. It's speaking about the beauty of the Jewish people. Its stomach is like a great vat or a great container of wheat. What is the idea of a stomach? What is the idea of a container of wheat? So in discussing this with my son Moshe Dov, we learned this together. The Beten is the place, the pre-Beten is the place, the stomach is the place on a female which receives and develops the seed of her husband, develops the children, comes through the Betan. So this aspect is described as a great vat, a great container of wheat. Wheat is also a seed, as we'll see. Wheat is the essential component of man's diet. It represents something very special, very important something unique about the Jewish people, something incredible. And it's important to to think about and recognize and remember that in previous weeks we, we spoke about the Jewish people as compared to fruits, to a date tree, 
the, the Jewish people is compared to zesim, to olives. We spoke about that. And here we're going to see that the Jewish people are compared to wheat. And we need to understand why are the Jewish people compared to fruits and compared to, to different types of fruits and to wheat. So we had different things that are represented. We saw the, the olives are, are pressed and they have to go through d- uh, difficult times, so to speak, in order to produce their fruit. That was what we saw in regards to this, in regards to the, to the olives. But now we're going to see something very important and deep in regards to the chita. Why is the Jewish people referred to as chita as wheat? So let's see. We're not going to read everything here because it's a very long piece, but we will read the essential components. Here we go. We find that when it comes to chita, so this is the first kind of a side point, but it's an important point, so I'm reading it. He says that when it comes to chita, when it comes to wheat, so when a person is weighing the wheat, so there's there's a halacha, that if you weigh wheat, and inside of the barrel of wheat, or whatever, the arema, the vat, the container of wheat, or the sack of wheat, whatever it is, there are particles in there that are not wheat. So the particles that are not wheat are weighed alongside it. It's not considered that the seller has given something that he that the person is paying for something that he's not you know that he's not getting. Part of the weight of the wheat is the things that come along with it, the dirt, the psilis, the secondary items. Kach Yisrael says Reish This is a mashal for the Jewish people. The Jewish people also have ikarim. We have the main types of people, so to speak, those who are the Lime de Torah, those who study the Torah, those who devote themselves completely to Avodas Hashem to the service of God. We have the people who are also Eiskimah Mitzvahs, they're also involved, we refer to as Malayim Mitzvahs Kirimainim, they're full of Mitzvahs like a, like a pomegranate, they're not perhaps as exalted, as spiritual, as, as high, on, a, on as high of a level, but nevertheless they're also important. We have even people who are not, they don't have anything, they may be completely secular, but they are Jewish, they have a Jewish soul, they have a Pintalayid, and that itself is important and powerful. Just like when it comes to the to the heat of the wheat itself. So the secondary things, the dirt, the other things that are in the sack are also included. You will pay for that as well. Down to the the simple manual laborers, those who chop the wood, those who draw the water, the water carriers. These are all included in the Jewish people. Okay, so that's an important thing. Every single Jew is important. Whether they're on a high spiritual level or on a low spiritual level, every Jew is important and essential and valued. So that's concept number one. Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi says, Here's where we come to our Parsha. Our Parsha speaks about the fact that there's a accounting. There's accounting. So what does that have to do with wheat? Says Rabbi Yitzhak like this. When it comes to wheat, when when you when you're planting the wheat, when you take the wheat and you plant it in your field, so you know exactly how much wheat you planted, because you want to know what the yield is going to be, how much you're going to get back. Because when you plant wheat, so it produces 
this massive field of, of wheat stalks and much more wheat is produced. So you want to see when you put effort into something, you want to see the, you want to see the numbers. You want to know how much you get back. Right? In the same way, says Rabbi Yitzhak, an amazing thing. The Jewish people, when they go down to Egypt, there's a count. We know how many seeds of the Jewish people, so to speak, were planted. As the verse tells us, and it stresses it, and it says it a few times in the Torah, 70 people went down to Egypt. 70 is the number. Those were the seeds. Those were the foundation stones of the people of Israel. So Hashem has the words like the farmer, so to speak. The farmer, he wants to know how much he put in and what the yield was, how much came out. He wants to know, okay, I put in a certain amount, but look at this amazing exponential growth that came out of it. Look how many, look how much more wheat was produced. Right? So to Hashem. When Hashem takes this out, he wants to look at the yield. The Jewish people were planted in Egypt. They had to go through all that they went through. We spoke about previously with the zesim, with the with the olives. But here, the concept of weed is the amazing growth of the Jewish people. We are planted. We are called plantlings, as we're going to see. We are planted by God. We have that amazing potential for growth, as we see. How many came out? It started with seventy. What was the yield? It was six hundred thousand, uh, six hundred thousand men between the age of twenty and sixty. And if we add in the women, which is double that, 1.2 million, add in the children, add in the older people, we have a, an amazing number of Jews that started as only 70. What an amazing exponential growth. Rabbi Chunya Amar al-Hadad Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Chunya, in explaining this statement to Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak spoke about the amazing growth, the amazing potential of the Jewish people. Awesome exponential potential. He says another thing. Now let's look at another another parallel. When we speak about wheat, when we speak about the plants that are being planted, we speak about the, the seeds that are being planted in a field. So what's the growth? What's the yield? We can look at the plant and we see that there are different parts of the plant that's that's produced. The main yield is the fruit. The main yield is the the grains of wheat that are produced. But there's also other things. There's also the chaff. There's stuff that's covering the wheat, the wheat kernels, which is blown away by the wind. There's also the the pieces of straw that hold up the chita, the 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 wheat. But they're not significant. They're not important. They're not the main thing. So just like when it comes to a, to a balabais, the person who, the farmer who's planting these things, he doesn't pay attention so much. He's not interested so much in the other parts of the wheat. He's interested in the wheat itself. That's what he counts. They're not significant. So too, when it comes to the nations of the world, God, of course, God has a whole a whole plan. There's a whole mankind. And mankind, all of mankind, is part of God's plan. But when we speak about, we want to understand who is the 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 pinnacle, who is the wheat, who is the the main the main part of mankind. We see that it goes by who Hashem counts. 
It goes by who is the main pro- produce, the main product of this whole wheat field of the world. Okay. So too, Hashem does not pay attention to the nations of the world. In relationship to the Jewish people, they are insignificant. Pasik says in Yeshai, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 17, all of the nations are like nothing in comparison. To whom does Hashem pay attention? Who does Hashem count? Al Yisrael. God pays attention to the Jewish people. When you raise up the heads, meaning you count the Jewish people, raise up the leaders of the of the of the nation of the Jewish people, the congregation of the Jewish people. The idea is that the Jewish people are the pinnacle. We are the the main fruit. We are the main seed that is planted. Now, what does this mean? What is the concept of a seed? What is the concept that the Jewish people are that which is counted before we go into Egypt, when we come out of Egypt, that we are like the chita, like the wheat which is counted before it's planted, after the yield comes? What is this concept? Let's continue and see inside of the Medrash. It's an amazing Medrash. Rabbi Nechemia B'Shem Rabbi Avun says as follows. Rabbi Nechemia says in the name of Rabbi Avun, Uma Yisraelim ein lahem netiyah, ein lahem zriyah, ein lahem sherish. The difference, if you want to understand, what is the difference between the Jewish people and the nations of the world? The nations of the world are not referred to with a language of planting, with a, a language of, of, of placing a netiyah, is a, is a, a plantling, a, a sapling into the ground. They don't have roots. We need to understand these words. What is the concept of a plantling? What is the concept of a, of a seed? What is the concept of something that has roots? This is also the ver- another verse, a little bit further up in Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 24. It refers to the nations of the world. They don't have this aspect of being a sapling, of being a seed, of being something that has roots. We find verses in the, in the prophets which tell us that the Jewish people does have these aspects. Shanamar, Pasuk in Jeremiah, 3241. God says he's going to plant us, plant the sapling of the Jewish people in this land. The Jewish people are going to be planted in Israel. Verse says in Amos, chapter 9, verse 15, I will plant them in their land. We have a planting of seeds. Hosea says, I'm going to plant them. This is referring to when Mashiach comes, when the Messiah arrives. Jewish, excuse me, the Jewish people are planted in this land, Yishlam Sheirish. The Pesukim are full of the importance, clearly, of living in Eretz Yisrael. As we're going to see, it's such an important idea to live in Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because this is the place where we are planted. This is the place we are planted, where we have a future. Where we have a future. Shenemer Haboim, Yashrish Yaakov. Pesuk says in Isaiah chapter 27, verse 6, Haboim Yashrish Yaakov. There's a root there is something that we are rooted. The Jewish people have a future. I, I think I mentioned this, but I'm not sure. But Rosh Hashiva said, look around at the secular world. They don't have kids. Where there's no children, there's no future. They have a dog. There's no kids. They're not replacing themselves. You look around in Jewish communities, you look in Lakewood, you look in, in the Haredi communities of Eretz Yisrael, 
bursting at the seams. So many children. Some people have, have six, some people have ten, some people have twelve, some people have seventeen, eighteen kids. That's a future where there's plantlings. That's the arema, bitnech arema schitim. Your stomach, your ability to procreate is like a, a vat full, so full of seeds, so full of chita, of, of wheat. Says the Medrash, what is this comparable to? What's the analogy? Amazing Marshall. The, the straw and the chaff and the different parts of the wheat, of the wheat stalk, of the, of the wheat plant, they were discussing with each other. This one says, you know, why, why was everything planted? It's for me. You gotta have straw. You gotta have chaff. This one says, this is why I was planted. It was for this. It was for me. So the wheat says, the wheat says to the other parts of the wheat plant, the, the seeds say, just wait. Let's see when we get to the threshing floor. Let's see when we get to the final product. So that we'll see what the human beings take out and why this is all done. Time comes, threshing floor. So the farmer comes and he is involved in, in, in removing the parts that aren't important. The chaff is blown away by the wind. He takes the tevin, the takes certain parts of the of the straw and he throws it on the earth. He takes other parts of the straw and he uses it for kindling. But he takes the, the chita, he takes the seeds and he puts them into a container. Says the measures to wrap up the analogy. People are passing by and they see this big container of wheat and they kiss it. They kiss it. This is what it means when it says in the Nashkuvar, which is mistranslated by, by the Christian world, ironically, <laughs> ironically, as we'll see in the next section, as meaning something else. The Pasuk in Tehillim in, in Psalms chapter 2, verse 12. It means kiss. It doesn't mean kiss the sun. It means kiss the food. Kiss the, that which provides for you your sustenance. They kiss they kiss it. They value this thing. What do they value? It's the chita. says the Medrash. So too, the nations of the world. This nation says, we have replaced the people of Israel. Christian world says they replaced the, the Jewish people. It was, it was for us that the world was created. The Arab world says, the Muslim world says, we have replaced God, God's chosen people. We have replaced them and we have become God's chosen people. This is why the world was created. So the Jewish people say, because we are the wheat, we are the, the, the seed, we are the pinnacle. Just wait until the final day comes. Just wait until that final day. We're going to see for whom the world was created. You will see the day will come burning like a stove. Verse says in Isaiah chapter 41, 16. 
the, the wind will blow away all of the other elements, all of the other parts of the wheat stalk that represent the Umas and the nations of the world. But about the people of Israel, it says, you will rejoice in God. You, the Jewish people, will rejoice in God. In the Holy One of Israel, you will be praised. And I must say that there's a song on my upcoming album, which I hope to release very soon, which speaks about the, the Su'uda, it's a Gemara at the end of Sukkah, which speaks about the Su'uda, the, the meal that Hashem makes, the King makes, for all of His servants, He asks them to make a meal. And then, on the final day, all of the servants leave, except for that one beloved friend of Hashem. On the final day, Hashem sits alone with the Jewish people. It's a mushal for Simchas Torah, the last day of the Chag, when we dance alone with Hashem, as it were. And it's a mushal for this very concept, that on the final day, we will, the whole world will see the Jewish people all along were the chosen of Hashem, and for them the world was created. Amazing thing, but what is the foundational concept here? Why are we referred to as chita? Why are we referred to as the zera, as the seeds that are mushrash? They are, they have roots. They are planted. They have, they have, they are rooted in the earth. They are plantlings. What is the concept? Why are the umasayim? Why are the nations of the world not referred to in this way? And the answer is, the concept is that we, the Jewish people, have a future. We have a past and we have a future. We are planted, we are rooted. Seeds are rooted in the earth. The earth is the foundation of life, right? We were drawn, human beings are Adam and Ha'adama. We're human beings, why? Because we were crafted from the earth. Because just like the earth supports life, just like all of, all of life, you know, comes out of the earth. The water comes out of the earth. The the plants come out of the earth. The Jewish people, our souls, are rooted in in a way like no other nation, like no other, like like no other nation. Yisrael means Yashar Kel, direct to God. We are rooted. Our souls are in the throne of God's glory. They are rooted in Hashem Himself. We have a chelik elakamimal. We have a unique purpose in the world because we are God's. As it were, we have God's soul. Hashem has given us a unique purpose. We are the seeds. We are planted in God, as it were. We are rooted in Hashem. That's why in Chazal, when it talks about someone who is an apikoris, who removes himself from God, it's called kutzatz netiyais. He has cut his plantlings. He has cut himself off from God. That's the concept. person who, heaven forbid, does certain averis, uh, transgresses certain prohibitions of the Torah, He's referred to, uh, he, his soul is nichras, is cut off, he gets kares, heaven forbid, he gets spiritual excision. It means he is disconnected from Hashem, which is the worst possible punishment that a person can receive. But that's the idea here. We have a soul which is planted, which is mushrash, which is rooted in God. And because of that, we have a past and we have a future. Hashem counts us just like the farmer counts how many came in and how many, how much went into the field and how much came out of the field. It represents Hashem's love for us. It represents the fact that we are a manifestation. We have the opportunity when we keep the Torah to be a manifestation of God in this very world, in the physical realm, in the physical reality. What a beautiful mushroom, what an awesome analogy 
to, to seeds. Seeds represent life. It represents the future. We are the ones who in this world have the ability to bring God into the world. And to the degree that we attach ourselves to Hashem, we are rooted in the earth, so to speak. HaKadosh Baruch is referred to as Hamokim, the place. We are rooted in the place. We are rooted in God. We have a future. We have children. And they have a future because they have, a, have roots in us. And we have roots in God. And they, they continue that chain. They continue that idea. And in the end of time, all, all the other nations, all of the others who didn't have those roots, who weren't connected, they're blown away. They are blown away by the wind. They burn. Esav is referred to as straw that burns and is lost, destroyed, because they're not mushrash, they don't have any foundation. The secular world, the liberal world, the Western civilization has no foundation. It has nothing, and so ultimately, it will be blown away. We say in the Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah davening, all of evil will be blown away like smoke. It will just be gone, because it has no foundation. Everyone is going to join together as one to do God's will, because that is how we are mashrish. That's how we are, we are rooted in the world. That's how we have a true foundation. Our foundation is only real if we are connected to Hashem, connected to the Jewish people, connected to that which is eternal, that which is real. Hashem who is the source of all life. When we are connected in that way, so then we have a past, we have a present, and we have a future. So I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to be able to recognize this awesome responsibility that we as Jews have. We are the seeds. We have a past and a present and a future, but only if we attach ourselves to God's will, to godliness, to spirituality, to the mitzvahs, to the Torah. When we do so, so then we have indeed, we will have, Hashem should bless us to be able to have this connection. At, we should be able to see in ourselves this amazing blossoming and in our children as well, we should be able to see this awesome connection, expression, production of so much beautiful fruit. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.